Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Volume. everybody may the fourth be with you that's right happy thursday hope you're having a great day i uh, hope you're celebrating star wars by re-watching the last jedi and uh realizing just how off base the original uh reception to the movie was and the fact that uh well you know the, the like just if, if you have rewatch, look give it a rewatch okay because if you were pissed when it happened you're the reason why we end up getting Rise of Skywalker. Uh, but I hope you're all having a great day. I hope you're all celebrating Star Wars. Um, I will not be giving my top Star Wars movies today because we're in a bit of a time crunch. So today instead, we're going to do what we do every Thursday here in the run-up to the season. We're going to do our Snaps official ranking of uh, the best coaches in each of the Power 5 conferences. Today, the Pac-12 is on the menu. I'm one of your hosts, T-Bob Baby, are joined as always by QB1 Aaron Murray, Aaron, what's up, man? How you doing today? I I know we're in a time crunch, but I need to know because you are the Star Wars guy. Two things. One, how did you watch the movies? Did you go four through six, then one through three? Mm -hmm. And if you did, would you go back? If you're asking someone who's never watched it, I have watched it, but someone who hasn't, would you go that route or would you go one through six? Uh, I watched the movies when they were re-released in theaters in the 90s. Probably one of the reasons they imprinted on me and why it was such a big deal uh, when they were released, so that was four, five, and six, the original trilogy, right? Yep. Uh, when they were re-released, my father took me out of school for the day, so I got to skip school. I got to spend all day in the theater, and then we went to Toys R Us afterwards. And he said, "Okay, you can mm. buy one, you know, toy from the movies." And uh, I chose mine. And him, being a bit of a kid himself, was like, "Okay, well, if you get that, well, then you got to have this. You know, if you get that, then you got to have the, the X-Wing. And then if you get that, you got to have this so we can fight the X-Wing. And next thing you know, I literally left that Toys R Us 
a now defunct store, which makes me feel old. But I left that Toys R Us with um, no exaggeration, one of every single Star Wars toy in there. So if you want to talk about the way to imprint on your child like a baby duck seeing his mother for the first time, uh, that was about the most surefire way to do it. So I saw four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. Uh, personally, I am a big fan of the machete order. Uh, though upon first viewing, I'd still probably be a four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine viewing. The only slight change I would make for some sort of repeat viewing later on, I really do enjoy going four, five, one, two, three, then six and seven, mm. eight, nine, uh, because we get the big reveal at the end of five in empire. And then we get the story behind the reveal. We get the story of Anakin Skywalker. And then when we return to Jedi, it feels like it's actually been a while. Like we've been away for a while, right? So all of a sudden when we're yeah. presented with this more august and more powerful Luke, who's so confident in his skill set and so practiced, uh, it all feels like it makes a lot more sense. And then obviously 79, you're just going to watch because it's 7, 8, and 9. Yeah. Um, in terms of my favorite Star Wars movie ever, I, I'm, I've always been a New Hope guy. I've been consistent there. And I completely understand why most people's answer is Empire. And that's a very valid answer. But for me, origin stories reign supreme. And I'll just never forget watching A New Hope as a kid and the scene after all this craziness. Everybody, 20 minutes where you start by following these two droids. You're on this desert planet. There's aliens. There's all these crazy robots. There's these like moisture farms and whatnot and shootouts and people getting their arms cut off in alien bars. And then all of a sudden you're on a spaceship hurtling through space and they might as well be driving to Costco, right? Or like yeah. they're on some sort of road trip. It just seems so normal to them and something so exotic is seeming so normal to the characters just latched into me because it all felt so uh, it felt like a real unexplored world and it just never let its hooks go so you know whether it's fellowship new hope sorcerer's stone i'm just a origin boy first time in the gates is what i remember yeah yeah okay so now that's enough may the fourth even though i could go on about this all day Let's dive into our Pac-12 coaches ranking. As always, we have not consulted each other before the list. We will horse trade the list until it's done, Ooh. as you'll see, especially in the Pac-12. Um, the bottom's going to be a little interchangeable. I mean, it's actually a pretty talented list, top to bottom. Yeah. Like, unlike some other conferences, there's no one that I just outright think sucks. I think, I think, I think there's some potential here, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, the top, though, I'll be interested to see where you landed here. Uh, because in the number one spot, I think it's, what are you going for, results or potential, Aaron Murray? Who is your number one coach in the Pac-12? I'm going with results. I'm going with Kyle Winningham as my number okay. one guy. Okay. Yes. Is that you? Same same as you? Well, no. I had Riley one. Oh. And I went Ooh. with potential uh, just because I think he's going to pass up Winningham. Uh, but it is inarguable that Winningham has we been the thinking, dominant force he's, now for a long time. Yes. Well, it was yes, one year. Been, I mean, it was one year, though. Yeah. Well, it's been two years they've they've beat him and and beat him twice last year too. So you know that that's the final hurdle for Lincoln Riley right now to kind of you know. But he, the problem is he only has one year to do it. So I think right now you're saying okay, the potential. Well, that potential has to happen now. It's not you know he's not going to be a Pac-12 coach come next season. So as of right now, the guy who has been the best coach in the Pac-12 has been Kyle Winningham there at Utah, the most consistent team. And the guy that you have number one has a one-year window right now in order to beat him to reign supreme over the Pac-12 before they go on and move to the Big Ten. So that's a little bit of a problem. I don't know Wait, if he's so going to be just, able to. You freaked me out, though. 
Lincoln Riley's only been at USC for one year, right? Yes, I just had to look yeah, it up because okay, you okay. said it's been two years. USC, what sorry, I meant, sorry, USC has lost a couple. Yes, Utah has been. I know, dominant but, but, but why am I going to hold yeah. Lincoln Riley to the sins of Clay Helton or whatever? No, no. What I'm saying is, Kyle Whittingham has objectively been the best coach in the Pac-12. Yes. But if I come to you, Aaron, and I say you can hire Kyle Whittingham or Lincoln Riley, who are you hiring? It's not fair because I'm an offensive guy. And, oh, and, okay, dude. You know, okay, of course, sure. I'm going to go with Lincoln Riley and his offense. I mean, sure. what he's done at Oklahoma to USC in, in year one, uh, of course, that, that 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 gets me all hot and bothered inside. I, I'm all riled up watching what he does with Caleb and and those offenses from Baker and Kyler. But you know, right now, if if I had to put my money on this year, who who do I want to be my head coach to lead my team in the Pac-12? I would put my money on Kyle Winningham. I think he's 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 he. he he has had less talent at Utah than USC, than Oregon, than Washington, but has found a way to be the most consistent team in that conference. I think there's something to it. I mean, there's no sex appeal to it. There's no there's no flashiness to it. There's no elite offense or elite defense. They just play really good fundamental football on both sides. They're very physical at the line of scrimmage. It's a boring style of football, which is not exciting to a lot of people. And obviously Lincoln Riley plays a very exciting brand of football, which is where it gets a little bit tough here. But I'm, I'm a results guy. Kyle has produced the results that I want and, and why I'm going to stick with him heading into this season. So you don't believe that Lincoln Riley is going to produce those same results. And the results that Lincoln Riley did at Oklahoma when it's all those playoffs and won all the Big 12 championships don't matter either. Like if we're giving Kyle Whittingham credit for any Pac-12 championships, I just, um, mm, I just, I, I don't know. I kind of stand unconvinced. Like, and I feel you. Kyle Whittingham has squeezed blood from the stones. He has been mm -hmm. more consistent at winning big at Utah than we would have ever thought it to be possible. Um, and I agree that in terms of like coaching, he has maximized his talent. He has overproduced, right? That's how we judge these lists a lot of times. But at the same time, getting in elite talent is one of the core tenets of coaching. What did Lincoln yeah. Riley do this offseason? Uh, and 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 granted, I mean, NIL, you could say it's unfair, but I mean, he, he brought in a great front seven. So we'll see. Um, I'm trying to think how I'll knives out I want to go with this. I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll go Lincoln because I it was it was a coin toss for me because I love Lincoln, I love what they're doing. I agree. There's something in me that that wants to say, you know, hey, get back on that that Trojan horse and 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 we're petite Trojan boys heading to the season. But they were the better team last year and they lost twice. And I, I just it is it, it, until you can prove it to me that 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 USC can beat Utah and that you know they can make it happen this year. It's it's kind of hard. I think the one advantage is obviously Utah's quarterback is banged up heading into the season. You know, when is he going to be back? Will he be back for that matchup? Will that kind of knock them out of even being able to maybe get a rematch in the Pac-12 championship game? Who knows? I'm talking about Cam Rising here. So, yeah, I guess if you want to look at because of the issue with Cam Rising, who do I project to win the Pac-12 this year in this rating? Then I would go with USC. But, like, am I basing that off of talent or am I basing that off of coaching? That's the hard part. Like, yeah, we know USC is more talented. Yeah, we know Oklahoma was probably more talented than everyone else. It's a big brand. It is the biggest brand besides Texas in that conference. They had better yeah. players. Lincoln's a yeah. great coach, but he's also benefited from coaching the best players in America also. I do think there's something to be said for Winningham, like you said, coaching three-star guys to four-star and five-star you know, talent at the end of the day. I agree. But guess what? This ain't the most overachieving coaching list, you know? 
Like, is Kirby Smart good because he's an X's and O's genius? Or is he good because he's had like seven first rounders on the defense the last couple of years? Like, what are we talking about? I'm at the end of the day? I told you I'll go with Lincoln. We'll go Lincoln. Uh, yeah, Lincoln. no, look, look, I agree. Look, one, shout one, out two. Kirk French, shout out Kyle Winningham. They are awesome. Winningham yep. even better than French in that regard. But uh, look, look at the conference championship. Look at the Heisman winners. Look at what he did in one year at USC. Lincoln Riley's a clear one. Kyle Winningham a clear two. And then Aaron at three. I feel very firm about Kalen DeBoer. Where are you yep. at? And I'm not being a slave to the moment here. Okay, some of y'all may say I'm a slave to the moment. That is untrue. Okay, if you look at DeBoer's coaching resume, he is one of those coaches that has won at every single level that he's been at. Mm -hmm. He started as a young coach, as the head coach of Sioux Falls, of Sioux Falls, which is an NIA school, an AIA school. Uh, his year one in Sioux, he went 11-2, nine and, um, excuse me, he went 11-2, lost in the semifinals. He would go on to win three of the next four NAIA national championships with a combined 56-1 to record. He then gets the job at Fresno during COVID, 3-3 three and three of the COVID year. I don't give a shit if you do good or bad or COVID year. I don't count it. 9-3 and three the next year. Year one at Washington. Gets the Huskies all the way back to 11-2. and two. Are you kidding yep. me? Give me DeBoer mm -hmm. pumping the Penix this fall. You're Washington Huskies, number three coach in the Pac-12. Give me, give me that lefty ready to go. I, I'm with you on this one. I think, I think Washington right now is in the position, you know, with obviously Oregon. If 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 the Pac-12 somehow does stay alive, which I'm still not anticipating they do, of being one of the top two teams that kind of emerge as like the 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 the, the steady team that's competing to make it to the playoffs every single year starting in 2024. So um, I'm with you. I think he's a hell of a coach. You said it, it's one everywhere he's been. So yeah, let's keep him at number three. Um, okay, who you got at four, and you go next. I got Dan Lanning at four. Um, same thing. I think he's he's inherited a program that has been one of the dominant programs in college football for a long time. They're going to continue to recruit well. They got the facilities. Obviously, he's he comes from a a, a very good tree of coaching that that knows what it takes to win championships. He's kind of seen you know, behind the closed doors and, and behind the current of, of what it takes to be a champion and had a great year in year one, 10 and three for goodness sakes, his first year as a head coach, first game against your former boss, the best team in the country that went 15. No, you got spanked, but like everybody got spanked by, by Georgia. So I'm not counting that against him. His other two losses were three points to Washington and four points to Oregon state, like hell of a first year for mm -hmm. Dan Lanning in Oregon. I think they're going to have an even better year too, especially with Bo Nix coming back. I think he's setting himself up just like Kalen DeBoer to be one of those two teams that we're going to be talking about every single year going forward of a legitimate chance to make the playoffs. So he's, he's, he's a hell of a coach. I got him at number four. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are perfect for calls, listening to podcasts and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics NIL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. 
JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Now, who was that last loss to? The third loss, you said? Oregon State. Mm, and here we arrive at the actual number four, uh, John Smith. Oh. Um, instead of settling, you know, Plymouth, he decided to settle out West. And what he has done, like, okay, Dan Lanning got handed the keys to a Ferrari. Um, it's oh, not yeah. to say that he's not a good coach, but he is the stereotypical silver spoon coach in this scenario. John Smith took over an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, Oregon State was had become a complete joke. He went two and ten year one. He then goes five and seven. Then there's COVID. I don't give a shit about COVID. Then seven and six. And then last year in year five, ten and three with a dominant bowl win over the Florida Gators five years ago. That would have seemed unreachable. Florida didn't have a roster. For an Oregon State Beaver fan. Roster. I don't give a shit. Ten didn't and three. Roster should have beat USC. Uh, beat Oregon who is better, like who is way more talented. So I like Dan Landing. I think it goes John Smith for landing five, but I, you know, I, I, I kind of barreled my way through the Riley Whittingham. So if you feel so does, it, does, still, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter that, that, that Kyle Whittingham beat, beat Lincoln Riley in, in Lincoln Riley's first season in the PAC 12, but it does matter to you that Dan Landing in his first season lost to Jonathan Smith. Yes, because like, most where, where of my Lincoln Riley, well, because most of my Lincoln Riley argument comes to the fact that he's coached. No, he's coached like five Heisman winners. He's won like five Big Twelve championships. Like I, I he has a Dan Lanning has no resume. Great start. Let's see if he can keep it going. And I love Lanning. I love the Hell tattoo. I freaking love the tattoo, dude. You know that. I know. I've talked about it for I, hours. 
Uh, so what are we doing? Landing? Do you want to keep landing at four? I'm, I'm putting my foot down here. I'm going with my, my former wow. bulldog here. We're going landing at four. <laughs> That's called bias. <laughs> All right. He's so landing four. So John Smith five then. He doesn't have a fucking yes. championship. Yes. That's not true. John Smith five. Okay. Um, and here's where it starts to get weird. Uh, Chip Kelly six is what I have. Mm. What are you at? And I don't feel very good. I got Dion six. I got I. I got okay. Dion six, Chip Kelly seven. Uh, I'm fine with that. I had Prime at seven, right? I mean, yep. it would, part of me was like, ah, Chip Kelly's done it so much longer that I feel like I have to give him credit. I mean, he's responsible for the revolution that took place yep. at Oregon, but Chip Kelly does feel kind of past his prime, whereas mm -hmm. uh, Dion seems to be entering his. So I'm fine with that. Yep. Prime six, yep. Kelly seven. Um,. I mean, how good is USC going or UCLA going to be this year? Do you think, though? Because I think they're going to really struggle once they enter the Big Ten. Obviously, yeah, I think they're going to struggle once they enter the Big Ten too. Um, it'll be interesting. He's, he's recruited well. He got a, a big time quarterback to flip. I don't know if he's going to be ready to play or not. You know, they were a one man band last year with, or I guess a two man band with my, you know, the quarterback and and, and uh, Cabernet there, just the fine wine at the running back spot. Um, you know, so you you hit gold with those two. Still weren't able to push past and and, and get to the Pac-12 championship. I don't know, man. I just I feel like UCLA is a tough place to recruit to. You know, we'll see if they get some more juice because of you know this new contract with the Big Ten. But you know, I've talked to New Heisel about this in the past. Like they they've they've fallen behind when it comes to to uh, facilities. You know, the Rose Bowl yeah. is is phenomenal, but no one wants to go there. You have no atmosphere when it comes to home games. It's just not a really sexy place at all. And not saying like Colorado isn't, but at least Dion's making it an attractive place for fans and for, sure. for players. It just seems sure. like UCLA, there really is no interest at all in brewing, brewing football. And I think over the long term, that's going to keep this team from being anywhere close to having success in the Big Ten. All right, so, okay, so we're in agreement. Prime six, Kelly seven, yep. and, I mean, you want to talk about just, like, an absolute uh, take your pick after this. Um, I got Kenny Dillingham, but that's, like, that's I'm just going off of potential because we kind of know. Actually, oh. I mean, maybe if you're going to go potential versus potential, maybe go Taylor over Dillingham since Taylor at least took home a couple of awards uh, in the big sky. I don't know. Who do you have at eight? Help me out here. I had Jed Fish at Arizona. I'm with you. Like after after that number seven spot, the next five are kind of just like a throw it up in the air and just maybe you know see what six. Now you wait, did I you mean about... you met you met Jed Fish at Cal or no? Sorry, sorry, Jed Fish at Arizona. My bad. Arizona. I Will Cox at Cal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, I think the one good thing that they they upset UCLA last year. They had an incredible offense with with Jaden Delora. Uh, there, yes. you know, so I think for them, it's, it's, I could go you know, fish a great right job there. adding some, some, yeah, they've added some, some, some defensive depth. They got Justin flow flow. Um, but yeah, I think between the offense and, and Delore and, you know, a, a decent season last year at five and seven, I would put him there at the number eight spot. Yeah, and again, the five and seven be like, why the hell are you cheering that on? Okay, one and eleven the year before, right? That's what we're looking yeah. for. We're looking for turnarounds, and without a doubt, Arizona's in a much better spot today than they were when they hired uh, Jet Fish. Um, okay, then who do you like? Who do you like after that? Is I mean, I I kind of like the job that Jake Dickert did. At, yeah. uh, at, think, at at Washington State, I think he took over a pretty bad situation. They go seven and six last year. They win in Wisconsin. They were physical. They were fun. They were a team Pullman could get behind. 
Um, and he took over a very drama filled environment after all. What's his name? Like when he get vaccinated and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all that madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think, I think I could get dickered at 10 or excuse me at nine. That would be at nine. I get dickered at nine. I get dickered at nine okay. too. I get him at nine. I get Dillingham at 10 with the potential a little bit there. Young offensive minded. Um, I'm just, it's kind of like throw it in the wind, see if it sticks. But like, I'm, I'm kind of banking. I know he's, you know, an experience. He's 32 years old. He's young, but I love the offensive mind. Um, hmm. How so about go this? With okay. Him, Can I propose to me? And go, go should go. Troy Taylor, uh, new Stanford head coach, should yep. he go over Kenny Dillingham just because he has some skins on the wall, right? They're both no. new to the big leagues. So they're both, we don't know exactly how they're going to do, but Troy Taylor at least has won three Big Sky Conference awards in 1921 and uh, 22. He was a two-time Big Sky Coach of the Year in 2019 and 2021. Like, I feel like he has to get the nod over Dillingham after bringing Sacramento State to 9-4, 9-3, 12-1 and records his last three years. And I know it's Sacramento State, but Dillingham has nothing. All Dillingham has is potential at this point. Yeah, I just I, I'm I'm more leaning on the fact that I just Stanford to me is they like they had their fun little window there when they had Andrew Luck and 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 won some games with Shaw, but you know I, I just they they've just been in a dour old spiral and kind of the the reason that Shaw is now no longer the head coach there. So no, I'm not I'm not putting Troy Taylor ahead of a guy that I think can at least create some excitement in the Pac-12, create some offense. You know, you look at that side of the country, what do they have? They have great quarterback play. They have great receiver play. So you're going to be able to attract talent to Arizona State for a lot of reasons. Um, it's it's a beautiful That's, place. Oh, and you so got a beautiful offense. There. Now yeah, we're yeah. getting to it. Now, now we know. You're, you're literally know. so horny that you're choosing <laughs> Kenny Dillingham over Troy Taylor simply because Arizona State has hotter people than Stanford. Oh, who do okay. you, who do you, who would you bank on? Stanford, which is extremely to hard to get into academically, or would mm-hmm. you go to a place like Arizona State that can re, you know recruit and, and recruit? In, uh, well, I would never get well. into Stanford. I would never get into Stanford. Yeah. But I, I I think I think I would put Taylor higher on this list. But I, I'm not going to knife fight over it. So so we can go Dillingham ten, Taylor eleven, and the only one that I do feel strongly about is that Justin Wilcox has to be last on this list. Yes, um, he Ooh. was okay at the beginning of his tenure, Cal. A uh, couple of bowl games early on, even a bowl win in 2019, going eight and five. But now uh, we're in year six, and there's clear regression. Right, mm. five and seven and twenty one, four and eight and twenty two. When's the last time you ever even like like when's the last time that Cal football like entered your brain as something that mattered? Uh, and Jared it's golf, probably. Yeah, I was about to say it's not it's golf, right? Yeah, so, um, yeah, unfortunately, Justin Wilcox, the worst coach in uh, in the Pac-12. For now, I mean, maybe Troy Taylor ends yeah. up sucking. Maybe, maybe Dillingham does. We don't really know, but uh, yeah, Wilcox at the bottom of this list. Yeah, hundred percent, love it, love it, love it. Pac right. told those. Pretty, I know you said. I know you said top to bottom pretty strong. I, I think it. I think there is a major line at seven, and it just kind of tumbles from there. Ah, one, I think one yeah, through seven is pretty strong. I think one through seven is strong. Whether it's Lincoln, Winningham, DeBoer. Lanning, Sanders, Kelly, like that's a strong list. Jonathan Smith. Yeah, but I don't. But, but the thing, there, is, the thing just, is, it's like you said. I don't. I don't hate question. Fish. I like what I like what Fish has done in two years, and and yeah. and I think Dickert was really good as well. Turned around a Wazoo program that appeared to be very lost. I think, like you said, Dillingham has 
Um, no, some I'm, excitement. I'm saying Jonathan Troy Smith Taylor is, at least uh, has awards on lower levels. Yeah, I yeah, know. I know. What I'm saying is I don't hate the bottom group. It's just that a lot of it is potential. Yeah, okay, okay. Shut up, shut up, shut up, Rom. We got you. Okay, look, we are in a time of, so we have to go. You're welcome, Ryan Brumley. It's another fat graphic for y'all to not make. I'm just kidding. We're going to make them. We're going to put them out there eventually. But here are your Pac-12 coaches rankings from 12 to 1. 12, Cal's Justin Wilcox at 11. Stanford's Troy Taylor at 10. Arizona State's Kenny Dillingham at 9. Washington State's Jake Dicker at 8. Um, uh, uh, Arizona's Jed Fish at 7. UCLA's Chip Kelly. Uh, Colorado and Prime checking at 6. Dan Landon, Oregon at 5. John Smith, Oregon State 4. Uh, or did I screw that up? I was supposed to switch up. Sorry. Smith 5, Landing 4. Kalen DeBoer 3 from Washington. Kyle Whitham and the Utah Utah 2. And Lincoln Riley, USC, number one coach in the Pac-12. Uh, hey, we hope you all have a wonderful weekend. May the 4th be with you. And we will see you back on Monday for a brand new episode of Snaps. Huge thank you to Ryan Brumley, Paul Ferry, Pat Gunner, Adam Gracia, Danny Carnes, Aaron Murray, and everybody out there listening. We love you, and we'll see you on Monday. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.